0: Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to another episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am so honored to welcome on today's episode, not only a huge inspiration of mine, but also grateful to call her my sister, Carly Bergman. Throughout this episode, we talk about how the relationships in our lives are a direct reflection of the relationships that we have with ourselves, and the potency of just simply hugging and communication and how the simplest things are medicine. I hope that you can truly find something that serves you throughout this episode. Leave the rest and without further ado, we will get started. Enjoy. Yay! Thank you so much for taking the time to be present with us today, Carly. I'm so honored to have you here on the space and just here. Thank you.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, of course. Mahalo sister. Thank you for having me and creating this platform. You're such a special person ever since we connected a while ago through social media, but you, I see your spirit and soul and I know that you're just making shifts within your own body and mind and, Mm -hmm. you know, transmitting all this energy and like letting everyone see it and share it and share that space and connect. So I see you and I'm so grateful that I know you. (laughs) Oh, the feeling is so mutual. I feel like I start
0: all of my episodes off with saying that we met on Instagram, but it's literally every person that I bring (laughs) on here. And I feel so called to, we met on Instagram and it just warms my heart because the potency of just finding people that you vibe with and over time really, truly getting to know each other. Like,
1: We're really, we're really grateful, honestly, how, you know, social media can be funky sometimes, but I mean, just because now after everything I've gone through in my life recently, it just shows that it's the relationships I have, or just the word I can use, it's just so potent, like so Mm -hmm. rich Mm -hmm. and so deep. And I have like, I, I would never have met you without this technology. So it's like, we have to, okay. Like we, you know, we obviously all saw that a lot of us saw the social dilemma on Netflix about technology (laughs) and what it is, but I, you know, it's however, whichever lens we want to look at it through, you know, and that's Mm kind of goes for everything that happens to us in our life. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We're going to get into more about that today, but just on having the balance of the both, you know, really there is that potency of the connections and meeting people. But I do know, especially with you as such a large audience on your platform, I know that there can be a flip side to that. And sometimes it can be a bit, um, I don't know, vulnerable, would you say, to just have, feels like your life is kind of put on
1: blast at all times (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I was just talking to my mom. She's like, "Carly, you know, your life doesn't have to be in a fishbowl, and not everyone has to know anything, and everything." And I, I totally understand the validity of that and the beauty in that, and it's true. But at the same time, it's like it is such a honor to like share parts of my experiences that might resonate with other people. And I think it's like a ebb and flow. Like sometimes you want to be intro, like I feel like we label ourselves introvert and extroverted. And mm-hmm. I used to label myself as an extrovert, but I'm like. And then one time I did mushrooms and I was just sitting there with the tree and I was like, no, like this tree goes through so many seasons In the summer it's blooming in the winter there's no leaves. Like it's introverted and extroverted But whenever, you know, it has its phases and that's how, how we are as people. I don't have to label myself as anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's funny about social media is that when the beginning I was just labeling myself as so many things like I'm zero waste, I'm vegan, I'm this, I'm that. And I like put myself in this box and then whenever... I would step out of that box, like maybe use some plastic or you know go on an airplane and use fossil fuels. I felt this guilt and it was all just like self created guilt that I've created, and you know I know I'm doing all these things I'm living a life as ethically as I possibly can, and that's just you know, the reality of it is that social media, sometimes we really do put ourselves in these boxes when um, we know it's just an illusion. And then when you step outside of those boxes, it's just absolutely freeing. And it's like, wow, Like I put so much pressure on myself Mm -hmm. to be this type of person. And it was all just... For what? It's so. It's really interesting, and I think that you know, I started this social media journey when I was like eighteen, nineteen, with the influencing, and I think maybe that was like the same age that you started. So we have to be kind of um, hyper aware and just really intuitive with you know what is how, you know, how is it affecting us? And this goes for anyone, not even just someone who's like doing social media influencing and, you know, sharing their life, like Mm -hmm. really just comes down to like, you know, are you doing this for you? Are you doing this for other people? Are you doing it for an image? Like, and always coming back to those questions and even just meditating with it before you post being like, okay, how does this feel? Like, is this true? Am I actually speaking my truth for my highest self? And if you post it and you're not, and you realize that later, like that's beautiful too, but it really can be an intuitive practice. And that's kind of what I'm training myself to view it more as, as I, you know, continue to use it because Mm -hmm. it would be kind of hypocritical for me to like say all these negative things about social media, um, and then use it, you know, for a job and a career, like, so (laughs) it's finding the the beauty and the balance, you know, Mm -hmm. like everything, but nothing's black and white.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's so much, so much balance and ebbs and flows with it all. And yeah, I love that you mentioned that we do put like that pressure and that weight on ourselves to just fall into the labels that we created. <laughs> so, exactly. It's a very exactly. funny self-sabotaging, but I love the questions that you ask as well. And I feel like that can be related not only to social media, but asking yourselves those questions when you're around a uh, certain people or certain relationships or friendships or family members, like asking yourselves that question, like, am I suppressing my truth to fit in with those around me or to chameleon myself to be the same as these people around rather than yeah. your truth authentically
1: always and showing up um, as you absolutely soul. I love that and I think it's because we get so passionate about the ways we live you know like when I first got into zero waste living and minimalism I was like I am a middle middleist I am a zero waster um, because I found this great community and this like soul family. And we had just all had its own common. So of course you want to, you know, be a part of that. Just kind of like, if you play soccer, you're a soccer player. So it's like, there's so much beauty and community too. It's really just, again, coming back to that intuitive and being like, okay, but you know, are you guilty for stepping outside of that? Or, you know, are you creating all of this like mumbo jumbo monkey mind, um, in your brain? So it really is, um, it's so beautiful. And it's so funny because I'll probably listen to myself in a month at this podcast and be like, Oh, I said that. That's interesting. I no longer agree with that. Like we're just <laughs> constantly changing and evolving. And that's why it's so cool. And I think, um, you know, it's like the song, all I know is that I don't know. <laughs> and when you come back to that, it's just really beautiful because I've, you, you just kind of feel free and open. And I just feel like I'm in this part of my life where I just am so open to new experiences, new things, new information, new Ways of life and just I think that's the beauty of Hawaii too. just seeing everyone just so free and who they are and what they wear and what they talk about and what they care about like it is it's just I it's I'm getting mind blown every single day just learning new things so it's it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. And like you said, it is okay to change and that it is okay to be a different person than you were last month, last week even. Like I think that our society puts a lot of pressure on us to, you know, like we get a job or a career path and we kind of stick with that our whole mm-hmm. life. So we kind of have this predestined idea we do one thing and we stick to it for a long time so there's always room for growth or i reposted a quote the other day that was like becoming someone new or returning to myself cuz it mm. feels like mm. a little
1: bit of both you know ooh ooh i love that yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's that feeling and i think with that quote it's just like creating something new and like experimenting but then you know when your inner being says this feels good mm-hmm. you know that's returning to yourself and that's like your inherent knowing and i think i've experienced that so much it's like all the trauma that i've been going through it's it's just yeah there's so much happening on the outside and there's so much ego and there's so much you know um resistance and resentment and all these things but then when you kind of release that and you you choose to see through a different lens Mm -hmm. And you, when you see the other lens and then you feel how your inner being feels, it's like, no, this is what feels good. Like, this is my path of least resistance. And this is who I'm supposed to be without all the the chit chat in the mind. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why, um, when we were talking previously, when you had asked me like the things that I do for self love, it's really just like trying to quiet the mind for me personally. Um, and this is also something I've been, you know, talking about with a lot of people since I've been here. Like, you know, what is meditation? Because there's so many different ways to meditate. Like I have my friend down the street who chants Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna all day. And then I have my friend that goes and sits next to a tree and microdoses. And then I have my, you know, me personally, I like to wake up in the morning and meditate to a joe dispenza meditation for 40 minutes and that's what helps me so it's like what is like how do you get to your true inner being and how do you get to this place where you know you are so in tune and so in line with how good you feel and there's just so many different ways and avenues to get there which is beautiful and i think i used to you know when i was younger i um i would i would judge like how, are, how is someone living that life? And how are they living this job? Like, Howard, why are they staying so miserable? There's someone happy, but it's like that, but who am I to say that's not their meditation to get to the, where they're supposed to be, you know? <laughs> so that could just be their meditative practice. And maybe one day they'll have like an enlightening experience, just kind of like how I did. So it's, I just think that everything we go, like all of this trauma that we go through, um, it really is like, you can frame it in your mind to be a meditation if you choose to. And that's kind of why I love just sitting back and being like, okay, what, lens can I put on? What lens can I see this situation through? And then, okay. And then maybe see it through a different lens being like, oh no, that one doesn't feel good. That makes me feel like shit. Put on different glasses, like, oh my gosh. In my
0: meditation practices over the past couple of weeks, the hawk has been really showing up a mm-hmm. lot as a spirit guide. And when you said that, it came up for yeah. me again, because it's really just, when you said that observer point of view, it's really like that hawk eye point of view of really being yeah. able to step back and just kind of fly above and be able to see all of the things going on below for what it really is, rather than like oh, wow. in the moment, kind of like you know trying to figure it out through this point of view, through eye level. You're kind of like right. as that observer looking down,
1: seeing. Oh, I love it. it I is. love. I love that you brought up the hawk because my friend um, out here, she just got. She's been visiting, um, or visiting, visited by the hawk. And, um, that's her guide right now. So she did, just got this epic tattoo of a hawk on her body. And ever since I moved here, like I always knew a wolf was my spirit guide and I have been so in tune with my guides lately. I've always been, you know, and I think I want to touch on this subject just because so many people in my community are like, Carly, how did you get to know your spirit guides and how are they coming to you? And I'm like, wow it's just because you know when I, I i really do think it's because every day and for me personally this is just my way of getting there there's so many ways of getting there but like when i started to you know get away from um a lot of the like trauma that i was going through which is why i moved to hawaii and i was able to get that space and really start to focus in on my energy and who i am and I would set my alarm for five, five, five in the morning and just be in silence and meditate for like an hour. And, um, or I would wake up with this group that I lived with in this community, um, in the community living. And we wake up at five thirty AM and meditate. And in that space, it's, it, it's kind of like you build like the first time it was, it was, you know, your monkey mind comes, second time monkey mind comes, third time, maybe it's a little bit less, fourth time, maybe it comes back stronger than ever. So it's like just a constant practice to really see how deep you can go and screaming it. So I was just screaming, like, help me make a decision. Help me. I don't know what to do. Help me. And all of a sudden, like two days later, I was visited by my Nana who passed away. And um, she passed away when I, this was probably what, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. So. And I was visited by her and she brought me through this whole journey. And after it, it was like I, she put me in, it wasn't like I was in a meditation. It was almost like a trance. Like I was put in this trance state and I went through this whole journey with her. And she just really showed me like what I'm capable of, why I'm here, why I'm going through what I'm going through. And it was so beautiful. And then she started coming, and then I just started having more visits with her. And I would wake up at 5:55. I'd wake up, you know, before my alarm went off. Um, And I'd I'd wake up at like, you know, 5:30, because I was so excited to talk to her. I'm like, I gotta talk to my Nana. I gotta talk to my Nana. And I would, like, (laughs) you know, just be so excited to wake up and to communicate with her, right? Mm -hmm. And so she would just come and bring me all of these messages and would just tell me everything that my inner being knew. And and then, my last meditation or my last trance with her, um, she gave me a hug and she was just holding me. And she whispered in my ear, she's like, Carly, hugs are medicine. And um, when she said that, then literally a couple days later, I found out like some of the most traumatic news of my life. And, And I just remember her coming in my head Carly hugs are medicine, hugs are medicine. So I, every single person I saw, I was like, can I please have a hug? <laughs> like everyone that I live with in community and my roommates and all that, I was just, just saw them and I looked at them and I was like, I just really want to hug and just holding them and like heart, like heart chakra crossing hugs and being with them and just like feeling them. And, um, I now like have like a totally different Totally different idea of what hugs are, and I'm like now that person that hugs the everyone else for like 15 seconds too long. I'm like, I love you. (laughs) That is amazing.
0: (laughs) That is so so beautiful, and yeah, just the potency of hugs and how like how we as a um, human race are kind of dividing away from the human touch, and there is so much potency in just simply saying. Yes, actually. I would love a hug. You know, I think we're so programmed to be like, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, like just like yeah. these repeated robot like responses. But wow. rather than wow. like being like, oh yeah, I'm good. Being like, hey, I'm actually not good. I'm not okay. And yeah. I, could, I would love just a hug. Just embrace mm-hmm this Mm -hmm. with me now and really, um, being open to, to receiving that person. That's like, yes, I love you. Like, let me hug you and not let me like give you advice or I'm so sorry. Or, you know, like this um, kind of Pity for like what you're experiencing, more just like I see
1: you, I honor you, and I'm here for you to hold space. Oh my gosh, sister! Yeah, that's the thing. I resonate with that so deeply because you know I've been going through. I just went through another. Um, I did my permaculture certification in college at Florida Gulf Coast University, but I just did another one here in Hawaii, so I could just get to know the native plants a little bit more and learn more about you know my craft. So um, we visited all these community. Um, these community living situations, and you know, I lived in community for a little bit here, which is beautiful, and I'm still connected with that community. I'm there pretty much every day because I teach yoga, and um, I lived in like this little tiny house, so that was beautiful. And um, I'm so interested in going back to living community very soon, and it, it, that I mean that's a whole conversation in itself. Living in community and an eco village, like it's absolutely beautiful. Like it really is really in, intense and light and happy and the story you shared about your uh your nana that's
0: so beautiful and um circling back to the spirit guides i usually like to i say that i see things in threes that's when I really start to tune into that and i think that there is a misconception of like finding maybe your spirit guide or like your guru or it's like something that you have to go searching for mm. and mm. i think that's such a misconception because It's nothing that like you go finding or you can do a certain or something for. It's just really picking up on those everyday miracles that, you know, a normal unconscious mind just looks past and doesn't think anything about. It's just like, Oh, it's just a tree, but really go over and see that tree and, and see it for what it is and feel its aliveness and bask in. It's just beauty of just what it is. And for a moment, I think it's so beautiful to tap into like that childlike curiosity or that childlike Absolutely. spirit and be like, Whoa, a hawk. What is this hawk? Like I'm standing here in this moment. What are the odds of this hawk landing on this tree? <laughs>
1: here, like, yeah. right
0: now? Just really recognizing when those synchronicities come up more than once, I think is, is um, key mm. to, cause you said that your followers yeah. are curious about like finding that spirit guide I think just recognizing the synchronicities and really seeing them for the magic
1: that they are, yeah, I love that absolutely like just it's it could be as simple as just opening your eyes and looking around and just tuning into that and there there's so many there's so many different avenues i mean for me it it has been through you know meditation and psychedelics, like for example, when I did d m t I had like Pegasus come out of my chest. And now it's like when I meditate, sometimes I'm visited by Pegasus and myself, but it's like myself as an angel on Mm -hmm. Pegasus, which is like, was super beautiful. And then I have a wolf and then I have my Nana. And then I also have like one of my ancestors from Sweden is like this Viking woman, which is really, I did that. And I found her through like a shamanic healing that Mm -hmm. I did here. Um, which was really incredible and intense. So it's like, there's, and I, you know, so one was through meditation, one was through psychedelics, one was through a shamanic healing, one was from just like knowing always that my spirit guide was a wolf. So it's like, there's so many different ways. And it's like, I feel like once I just kind of like surrendered and was like, I'm just going to like see what comes up and see where my mind can go. That's kind of when everything just kind of catapulted and shot off. And it's, there is like, um, you know, the science that Joe Dispenza, um, for all those who don't know, he's just this doctor that talks about what happens in your brain during meditation. It's like, there's, there's this point right before you're like about like, right when you're about to give up in a meditation, like, Oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. If you stick that out and you wait your mind, like what he says is that your neocortex is suppressed and then and you can get past your analytical mind, and then you're able to get into your autonomic nervous system, and like you know, all these different synapses happen in your brain, and um, you can move from different brain waves, and you know, in these different brain waves, we typically live in beta, which is like you know your analytical mind, your kind of high awareness. It could be a little bit of fight or flight, but then when you get past that through meditation, you go into a theta or alpha, even delta. It's your brain just is so different and he calls it a biological upgrade. So you can literally change your DNA. He says you can change the telomeres on your genes. Like there's so much that can happen. And so I love watching Joe Dispenza because there's people that have gone to him that have literally cured, you know, different diseases by meditation. And we know that, you know, how many diseases are from stress and anxiety. And, you know, I'm grateful that I have like these practices while going through trauma and high amounts of stress, because I'm able to, no matter how hard it is, it's just like being aware enough to realize, okay, like, even though like this is happening, I have the power to be calm and be aware and like get out of that stress and high anxiety. So it's just super interesting to just have that awareness um, of how much, like there is outside of our bodies and how much there's going on outside and, and going back to like Joe Dispenza's meditations. Um, my point is that he kind of has people, like, for example, when I'm teaching yoga in the beginning of class, I'll teach people, you know, feel into their senses, feel into their, how the wind is like kissing their skin and how the temperature is and the sounds. And then at Shavasana, I try to get people like out of their body. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, notice the space all around around you? Can you get into can you like see a color? Can you see anything like around your body? Can you feel the energy and space around you? And when you do that, you're able to get out of your analytical mind scientifically and like get into the space around you. And um and you're able to tap into all these different things. And that's when like a lot of these downloads and spirit guides and all of these different messages can come. Mm-hmm. So it's just a cool different practice to integrate
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. I loved all of that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. Just taking what resonates and, and leaving the rest and, and really leave yeah, that room and space to evolve and to shift and change. And, and like you said at the beginning, like not conforming yourself to like that box. Like when you learn something new, that doesn't have yeah. to be where you stop or that doesn't have to be what like defines you knowing that you can continue to learn and grow and expand off of that. And what may be new may, you know, a year from now, not even be true, <laughs> you know, absolutely. it's absolutely. just it's always a shifting and even our truths of like, I feel like my truth has shifted so much, you know, and each day is an opportunity yeah. to get to know myself and, and build the confidence to speak my truth and in, in every scenario and know that I'm um, that I'm attracting relationships that will hold space for me to speak that truth um, vulnerably. And I love that space absolutely and receive it and not project or react and be able to really be able to hold that space for a conversation. Like we said before. Um, So yeah, I'd love to dive into the conversation of just kind of how we can guide ourselves. I know that you and I are both on this journey of just get to know ourselves through the reflection of other, other beings, you know, even if they are projecting on us, or even if what they're Mm. saying may not be true, you know, how we can also Mm. learn from the people who do receive us wholeheartedly, and the people who do trigger us.
1: Right.
0: So I know that that's a really in-depth question, but <laughs> yeah, totally. There's so many different ways to go at this question. Yeah, guiding ourselves back home and rediscovering those boundaries and our worth and our own truths and holding that space for our changes. Um, how can we like discover, learn? T- I think there may be two sides of um, you know just the the internal dialogue that we speak to ourselves. Um, yeah and learning that that is just as important as how we speak to others
1: absolutely, yeah, and you know our words I've noticed that like our our words really are law, it's like what we say where that where we put our awareness is where we put our energy, and so and you feel that you know if you're thinking about something you're getting mad, and let's say this person's triggering you and you feel like shit like and you're saying, and you're just speaking about it into the universe, it's, you're putting your energy there and it doesn't feel good. And you're causing yourself stress. You're causing yourself all of these things. Um, and I, so when you can come from that different spiritual, eco-spiritual or religious perspective, wherever the person's coming from, just to know that I always try to remind myself that, you know, we're living with our perfect teachers and what we're going through is our perfect curriculum. It's not an error. And that's the teaching of Ramdas. And that, when I can sit with that and know that and feel that in my being, it you can't really have, you just get to this place of love and unconditional love and have an answer for what I'm personally going through and how I choose, what lens I choose to view it from. So, and I know that when I would get to that point of, you know, you know all this hard news that would have broken me had I heard it a month ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now it's just kind of like, a loving release. I'm like, you know, it's, it's not that I'm just ignoring it and like letting the trauma, you know, build up and hiding it. I'm going through it, but I'm also not letting it dictate like my sense of how deeply I can love just simply being alive and how much I can love others and trust others and choosing the lens of how I'm going to see it. Am I going to stop trusting people or am I just going to maybe create more boundaries, but still live with an open and loving heart and maintain that sense of purity, but all also, not let people walk over me and manipulate me and abuse me and trick me. So, because we aren't victims, like again, stepping out of that victim and being like, no, not victim, survivor. I'm fucking powerful, mm-hmm. and there's a huge difference.
0: Yes, oh, everything. Thank you so much. For that. <laughs> I got like chills multiple times, and <laughs> something we spoke about in our last, um, in my last podcast was we said like the wounded warrior, but. But that is such a like play on words, you know, like the healing word, mm. like, ah, like when we are yeah. warrior, like we have that power to, to put on that different lens. And I think it's so, so beautiful and potent that you touched on just um, how you have sort of gone through this process of finding forgiveness and almost closure through your own personal practice rather than, because I think for me personally, in friendships or relationships, you know, you want closure and you want to reach out to that person or you want to understand why and ask all the questions and get all the answers from them and speak to them and see them. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Really allowing um, that space to be open and realize that Maybe one day that face-to-face conversation may, a space may open up for that to, to happen, but knowing that it doesn't have, have to happen for yeah. you to personally find that forgiveness. So thing that I've been moving through as well, you know, um, just with friendships and, you know, we are, we're, like we said, we're always evolving and always changing and shifting. So the people that you may have resonated with two years ago, you may not resonate. with. Mm, anymore.
1: Mm, and having, absolutely. You know, yeah. Not
0: being attached to that person or that friendship or that place that you were in at that point in time and thinking that you have to stay there forever. You know, I think in a lot absolutely. of relationships, I've seen yeah. that pattern of like, well, when things start to shift and we kind of start to grow apart, that's when we separate because we, we haven't, there's not that space to grow together. If there's not that space and like that open communication, then it's a lot of resistance and then you just find yourself separating. Absolutely. And
1: I think something that I want to touch on that you just mentioned, it's like, you know, for anyone that's gone through like an abusive relationship, whether it's like emotional, mental, physical, like narcissistic abuse, it's like, I think for a long time, I wanted to have a conversation and just be like, why did this happen? Like, I don't get it. Like, you know, and just, and no, but at the same time, it gets to a point where there's no more truth there, there is no truth. The the lies are just continuous. And there's no, this person says this, this person says something different, this, that, and that just draws you deeper into the trauma. So also from just, I want to bring up for anyone going through this, it's like, sometimes you don't need to know the truth from the other people, not only because they're not telling you and they're not capable of telling you the truth, but also it's like, you know, your truth and as long as you know your truth and you're, you're then listening to your inner being and knowing, like, okay, like, I don't need to talk to this person and for them to tell me anything for me to feel okay. Like, I can feel that way on my own. And what came up for
0: me was just recently I experienced, you know, a sister um, in front of me. She just was invited by another sister to this event. And what she spoke in response was just, it like struck my soul. Cause she was like, that sounds so wonderful. And I would love to join and be there and support, but I'm just in a non-commitment space right now. And mm, like hearing mm. someone like so lovingly um, state their boundaries so firmly and like, yes. oh, in such a beautiful way, it just, gave me such a perspective because I think there is for me a a fear of saying no, you know, like I'm in this space where I'm learning my boundaries and I'm learning what feels like a hell yes and what feels like a hell no and knowing that and mm-hmm. I'm in that space of saying no, not going back and, and seeing, oh, well maybe like if I do go, it'll be this way. Like, no, listening to that intuition when it says no and being like, yeah. yes, that sounds great. I would love to be there, but I'm just cannot commit at this time. And thank you for inviting mm. me. And if I can awesome, if not, then I haven't said anything because where I feel I would be in is saying, Oh my gosh, that sounds so lovely. I would love to make it. And then when I can't make the event, then I'm feeling I'm bearing that guilt and that shame. Like I
1: made a, not keep, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it is. That's just such a boundaries sister Boundaries, like yeah. creating those boundaries for yourself mm-hmm. in that room to just feel because it's, yeah, we're so, we get so, um, caught up and having to be the certain way and show up a certain way for people. And then, you know, when you're not honoring yourself and like how you're truly feeling in that moment, you know, it's, it's a dance between boundaries, but also, you know, holding yourself accountable. And um, it's, it's going to be, I feel like a lifelong balance too. And I think that's such a beautiful thing where she can just, you know, you freely say like, you know, I would love to join you, but I really need to honor myself right now and just go through what I'm going through, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel, I don't know if you feel this, but I just, I'm in a bunch of like um, women circles and, um, just like support groups. And it seems that, you know, we're everyone actually, I'm in this one group and everyone is going through just really intense stuff right now. So mm-hmm. there's clearly, obviously things have happening astrologically. And, um, as we know, and it, it just kind of like understanding that things are really, intense for so many people. And especially when we're going through our own intense experiences, having that new humility and compassion and understanding and for people. And I think again, now that we've experienced like this depth and now that I've experienced this depth in my life and this trauma, it's really coming, helping me come from a place of like, Oh, I see why I had to go through this because now I have this new understanding, this new perception, and I can connect a lot deeper with a lot of people.
0: Mm, Yeah, I love that you said the word like deeper, being able to connect deeper, because like what I visualize is the trauma and, you know, maybe the hard, heavy experience that you've endured kind of tunneling, you know, what it feels like tunneling into your heart, you know, like into the into the bottom of your heart, like the pit of your stomach, just like this feeling of Mm. whatever you're experiencing. And then through the healing, through the forgiveness, through everything that we work through, I truly believe like that hole is then able to fill up with more light and more, Mm. and more love. And that space is now more open to be able to receive more of those feelings if you choose to put on that lens. That you that absolutely, about. you know, there's always yeah. the road diverged. You know, you can always take the way of the victim and in falling into those self-sabotaging cycles and continuing to allow those things to hurt you, or you can choose that path of least resistance. And like I can, mm. I can move forward from this, and I can grow and evolve and break out of the cocoon and grow my wings. You know, and, and honor all three of those very, very important stages.
1: I love that so much. Yeah, that's kind of how I I thought about it. I literally, when everything, when everything came to um, my awareness Mm -hmm. and of just all the uh, like psychological, emotional abuse and the disrespect, and it came to my awareness, and I literally just sat there, and I just closed my eyes, and it was like a road going left and a road going right, and it's like I'm sitting here, and like, how do I want to come out of this? Like, do I want to sit here and you know, speak about, you know, and speak truth about everything that happened and what I went through and like, you know, how this person like hurt me so badly, or do I want to sit there and be like, take the other path and be like, no, like, it's not about that. It's about, it's not about being right. It's mm-hmm. about, there's this quote there it's like, you know, you can either be right or you can either be free. And it's like, mm-hmm. how can I use this to help? Other men and women that are going through this so they can recognize you know things that they're going through so that they can heal from these you know this abuse that they've gone through that they can move forward and come out of this stronger than fucking ever, like I don't want to sulk in what's happened to me and be like, you know, I can't believe this, I can't believe." you know, someone can do this to another human. I want to mm. take this and be like, wow, like how can I use this for my highest good? And now understanding that it's not only part of my journey, but it's part of my mission. So mm. uh, and it's it's that, and I know that's why I went through it because I know that I am here for like to really dive into sisterhood and really help women and men, like just with feminine energy and um, softness and get, just getting deeper into emotions you know, I'm like, Oh, I want to open, like, I want to do stuff with like them with psychedelics and, you know, host retreats. And I'm still going to be hosting retreats like really soon. Um, But it's now it's just this whole nother layer of my understanding of, you know, how to help people and yeah, choosing that route to not like, you don't have to sit and like sabotage the other person. Like obviously they're going through trauma of their own and this is like no one inherently wants to be a bad person. Like, uh, you know, we're all like born like innocent children and like mm-hmm. recognizing that and knowing that. And that's when you can tap back into love and compassion, but also having your boundary and being like, okay, this isn't okay. Like this is like, you know, hurting me psychologically, emotionally, physically, like, and these, and you, you know, you can't tolerate it. And I'm sure you do with this as an empath all the time. You like, you want to heal people and you want to, you know, you want to be there for people and love and like just trust and all this stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think what I'm realizing is that not everyone feels that same way about you, whether they subconsciously know it, whether they consciously know it, not letting that dim your light, but also, having that awareness now to pick up on those signs and to never let that happen to you again and to avoid that and move forward and then help others get out of it. So, wow. So, so beautiful.
0: I love the, I love the fact that we touched on so much balance. Like we talked about one side, but also the flip side because it really is like the swinging of the pendulum, you know, like always swinging and always going back and forth and, and just holding space for yourself through each of those experiences and, and those relationships when facing them and, and, ah, oh, just so much potency in this conversation today. Thank you so much for, oh, Thank you so much for being here and for taking the time. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. This has been, this has been amazing. It just, there's so much, there's so much to talk about, honestly, like life is so wild. And that's why it's so exciting. Like, we're just scratching the surface, you know, there's so much to dive into. There's so much to live and explore. And I think that, you know, when we're going through hard times and, you know, pivotal moments just coming back to what, what is the miracle here? Like what, what can you find? Like, can you find in the hardest of times, can you just simply find like the gratitude of being alive? Mm, I love that.
0: Thank you again for sharing your story, taking the time to be here.
1: I love you so much. Wow. I love
0: you so much. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. I know I always say it, but I truly do mean it. If you want to check out the links to Carly's yoga flows, her Instagram, social media, all of those things that will be in the description part of this podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode. It really does help us go a long way and share this episode with more women who may enjoy it. Thank you again. I love you all and I'll see you on the next episode.